All right, this. Uh, Here we go. I, for this one's for real. This. I'm done. Hold on, I gotta fart. Thank you from that message from Stuart Gotson Associates. We're back from commercial. This is the Songwriter Showdown. I'm Dan. And I'm Christian. And this is Season 2. We're back, baby. Episode 1. Season 1, we tackled Ryman Simon versus the pride of Long Island, Billy Joel. But Season 2 has what for us? We have Peter Gabriel versus Phil Collins. I'm talking the geniuses of Genesis. Oh man, did we, we Famous tongue twister. That is a great Geniuses of Genesis. Genesis That's of what, that's Lynn Manuel's Miranda's warm up before he goes out there. <laughs> I've heard that. That in red leather, obviously. A- absolutely. He's starring in an off Broadway play these days about his life. Is that real? No, wouldn't oh, that be boy. great though? Like, I love it. Make it more autobiographical than in the Heights. You know what? It's called part one because there's a lot more to go. <laughs> a lot, a lot go. more to go. Much love to my LMM. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, so, Dan, what are we doing? We had a smash hit first season, Absolutely. Billy Joel versus Paul Simon. We won't reveal the results. We you won't. should go back and look that up. It's on iTunes. You can binge the whole season. Yeah, binge it. And a lot of people were saying, uh, I loved it. There were 10 full episodes, but I'd really like a shorter season this time no problem we got you five episodes five episodes five of the strongest hits from peter gabriel five of phil collins strongest hits that i don't hate and we'll see who the winner <laughs> is <laughs> bearing the lead of that one uh yeah no I, I gotta be honest i don't know a ton about peter gabriel and phil collins let's start with what we know what do you know about peter gabriel phil collins peter gabriel uh sledgehammer yeah he was like the more experimental kind of weird one, which is mm-hmm. cool. It seems like he often gets the like, and maybe we're doing this again in another season, but it's like he was the artist and then Phil was a little bit more of like the uh, pop it and the, the candy of it all. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that assessment. Here are a few things I know. Um, there's the iconic like, isn't he holding up the the boom box in oh yeah uh, in your eyes how did we forget in about that eyes. well we didn't forget about it it'll happen in this, mm-hmm. this season maybe maybe <laughs> nice save good, nice good. save uh but what was the name reality bites no no uh, uh say anything say anything yeah. never saw it but it's such an iconic thing growing up in the 80s these guys were um they were they existed before i was you know there was no point in my life that i wasn't aware of them once I became aware of pop culture. Absolutely, yeah. Sledgehammer, big time. Uh, Those videos were just in such heavy rotation for what they were, you know, the the stop motion animation. Um, Phil Phil Collins doing all of those, like, kind of weird 80s, like, Studio. Yeah. uh, Like, he was just, oh, oh, oh my God, what was the one that was so terrible? That's American Psycho, Studio. Okay. The one that was so terrible was... um, Another Day in Paradise. That one drove me nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, That was like 1989. 1989 was like the prime year for me jacking into music, you know? And like, I just could not wait for Phil Collins to be over so we could get back to some hard rock. Oh, I like a, I like a little Phil. You know that. I'm a little... You've always he puts been, me right in that pop spot. Yeah, you've always been a little bit of a softie. So that's <laughs> a just little you. bit, a little bit. Uh, this week we're doing Salisbury Hill versus... I forget what yours is. This week... Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> Hi, thank you to the steward. 
Classic bit. Classic it's bit. It's a classic bit. Uh, this week we've got Salisbury Hill versus what was your song? In the air tonight. Oh my gosh, this is a toughie. This is we're starting huge. These are like arguably, I think their most notable hits. I yeah. would say from both of them. They're also their first, both of their first single hits outside of Genesis. So Out of the gate. Yeah, I mean that's how it is. There's a couple yeah. of you separate them. I think we should just jump right in. We're gonna do Peter Gabriel first because in the <clears> timeline, uh, that's where it happens. Now Sounds a lot great. of people are saying, "All right, start at the beginning, of, start at the Genesis of Genesis, and move forward." We're not doing that. Negative. This is New Testament. Peter Gabriel, it's like somewhere around 76 or maybe, Okay, I, I think it was 76. He was having trouble um, dedicating himself to the band, I think, because his wife had a kid, something, you know, like regular domestic life. And yeah. Like, Genesis was getting mad at him and he was just like, you know what? I, he has this great quote. Uh, but anyways, essentially it was like Genesis was created to, to serve us as a vehicle for our songs. But now we're serving it. You know, it's its own machine. Like, yeah. This was a quote from Peter Gabriel, which is... But you'll hear that a lot in the late 70s. You know, like Pink Floyd has a song about, like, Welcome to the Machine, you know, and mm-hmm. other bands are talking about this this record industry that's so inflated. They were artists in the early part of their career, and now they're slaves to the, you know, the art that they Put created. out a single, put out an album. Do exactly. It. Uh, so it's kind of, you know... It's interesting. So he leaves the band, and he releases his first solo album, which is produced by Bob Ezrin, who's a super famous producer. I'm not going to list his credits, but like, you you know uh, you know that Ezrin stinks all over all over everything he <laughs> you love. You know that Ezrin stinks. I, you know when I just said I was I was not going to list them. I'm going to see if hit me hit me with a couple of hot ones. Okay, yeah. Just, you know, let's just pretend hey, I don't know much about Peter Gabriel. Bob Ezrin's responsible for almost the entire Alice Cooper. Uh Aerosmith's Get Your Wings. Uh let's see. Berlin in 1986. Uh Tim Curry? Hmm, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a single or a whole album? Peter Gabriel, previously mentioned Dr. John. Oh, well, I must have been the right Ooh, place. No. You know, I mean, uh, Dr. John Zydeco, right? I wouldn't call him Zydeco. Calypso. No, Who? Cajun. He's Cajun. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Kansas. Another one. Jane's Addiction. Oh. Kiss. He did some famous Kiss records. Uh, some Fish. He did Pink Floyd, The Wall. That's the one I was thinking of that I couldn't pull out That's of That's in heavy rotation in the Murphy household Absolutely. right now. I'm listening to nothing but Pink Floyd right now. Uh, U2. You know, like, so Bob Ezrin's all over the place. So he really, you know, he got a real winner. And he goes in there and he makes a record and he's got a hit with Salisbury Hill. Uh, which we we like to do this bit a lot. How long do you think Salisbury Hill is? Oh boy, um, four and a half. Yeah, right on the money. Really? Yeah. Not oh, bad. not bad. I got a good. You know, I've always had a good sense for time. So uh, he, I always thought this song was a little bit more like metaphoric, but I think it, it's pretty actually meant to be taken literal. He had a you know like a spiritual experience on top of Salisbury yeah. Hill in Somerset, England. I always thought it was like. I mean, I Salisbury Hill is is the metaphor for right, right, X Y Z exactly. Like, and, and I thought it had like a heavy Jesus, like oh um, okay, yeah. Like I thought it was like yeah. a, a a metaphor for the you know there's a the Passion of Christ. I suppose that's how you say that, right? Like yeah, the, the the story of Christ. Mel Gibson or uh, Mel Gibson <laughs> film. Yeah, Mel Gibson. yeah. He did the music for that, I think. Mel Gibson did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid no, guy. Peter Gabriel did. I think Peter we're gonna Gabriel look did. this up after the show. That might go in the show notes. Well, let's have a. This is a tight 30 minute show, so let's go ahead and start Salisbury Hill. Play it. 
Love that. It's just it. I, I will say, movie trailers ruin this. Oh, yeah. You know, just a this song. Boy. Yeah, this shouldn't exist without, uh, because sometimes finding your way means finding your way back home. Yeah. Or, you know, and he's doing it all on his own. Oh, yeah. It just That's does true. not exist in my head Pretty without that. Like, cool, catch my checks. Yeah. <laughs> Not much to it. Well, I don't know why I thought there was so much metaphor. <laughs> I know we, t- we there's a couple changes we hit later, but not yes. by much. We'll wait for the first chorus. Whoop, here we go. We'll build. There's a little strange effects going on with the drums in the back. Oh, yeah. Also, I feel like uh, in the headphones, kind of panning left from right really quickly. Absolutely. He's playing all over the place. Yeah. So there's some interesting production here. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been struggling with whether or not to share this bit on air because I don't like Is it, it. racy? It's not racy. Steamy? Tor- torrid? No. Um, degenerate? Maybe it's <laughs> debauch- debauch- debauchery. <laughs> so there's two times that I've heard this song that really mattered to me. And one was like the first time I heard it on classic rock radio. Mm-hmm. And I'm turning a dial right now because that's what we used to do. Uh, the other time is when I was driving in a car on LSD. This is why I didn't Not know. Lakeshore Drive. Not Lakeshore Drive. To be clear, the drug LSD. <laughs> uh, and I do not promote driving, taking drugs. Uh, or I, doing those together. Or doing those together. Take Everyone a bus. Take, the bus. take a bus, take bike, bus. or walk. But man, um, I'm pretty sure now as an adult that they can calm my mind. I can hear the different levels that are happening in this song. But at that time, it blew my mind the amount of levels that were in this song. Yeah. There is so much layered on there. You know, like when we get to the end, you're just going to be like, yeah mind blown it really blew my mind though and from that moment on like i always left this song on um i I guess that's not even really a good story no i enjoyed it i think that's a nice little insight i I don't i don't have any personal connection to it so i'd rather hear from you yeah if you're under 21 do not take lsd and drive (laughs) that is i I cannot reiterate this now this is christian chiming in he says uh i can't touch any of that (laughs) my lawyer Stuart gotts Stuart gotts cannot Said I legally shouldn't even mention it. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead. Hit me with a back half. Yeah, we got a lot of dogs barking today in the studio, and I'm not talking about my feet. Oh. Oh. Let's pick it up on the second half here. I forget how nice it is to listen to music in headphones. Yeah. You know? Treat if you don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is just a lot going on in there. Uh, bringing a little electric guitar here. Yeah. And kind of why I was asking where, uh, if those other kind of like 
quote-unquote artier songs were on this album was I was wondering if it was like, well, you know, he was talking about getting out of the machine. If this is him kind of... This rides the line between it starts as a pretty... Hold on. Poppy song. Yeah, I hear somebody screaming at me. There's a lot going on, bro. Is that the devil talking to me? Hey, slow it down. I'm just saying, if you're talking, you're talking some Sermon on the Mount. You're talking LSD. <laughs> yeah. Brother, let it ride. Thought there was a couple people in my backseat. Interestingly enough, okay, so here's some, you know. Coming at you with a couple of... I'm sorry, I cut you right off in the middle of the Oh, line. no, no, I, I was just saying, so I wondered... This seems to straddle the line between it starts off as a pretty poppy, yeah. run-of-the-mill song, and then evolves into something that I feel is a little... has the artist touch in it, you know? So I'm just wondering if it's... That's him kind of shaping, shaking off the cobwebs from Genesis, and then he'll fully evolve into the you know sure. weirdo Peter Gabriel. Yeah, a couple of bits about this um, song that are worth mentioning is... Uh, Robert Fripp plays guitar on it. Uh, he's like a totally famous prog rocker. He does. He might even been. I don't think he was in Genesis, but I know he was in Yes mm-hmm. and King Crimson. Like he's a very well known name. Um, all, all these other guys, I'm sure, are well known. Uh, my personal favorite, Larry Fast on synths. <laughs> huge Larry Fast. I'm a huge Larry Fast. Apparently, he's re-released this song a bunch. Uh, he re-released. That sounds right. Yeah, like a live version in '83. Uh, that charted, not high, but charted, you know, like he released uh, in 1990 for the uh, greatest hits, he released it. I, I'm not seeing where it went to on the charts. I don't think it actually maybe charted. I, I was just going to say, yeah, did you, did uh, you yeah, hit us no, with I that? Think it's, I, no, I think it's more, um, you know, just popular in time. An interesting thing, it's in 7-4 time, Ooh. which is, except for the last two measures of each chorus, settles into 4-4 four, four time, which is kind of crazy, like, because I knew in, I think it's 73, Dark Side of the Moon comes out. And that's got money, which is in, I want to say 7, 8, but maybe it's 7, 4. Let's just do the whole thing. Let's just do it. Uh, yeah, so I, th- I think that's interesting, though, that a few years later, P- Peter Gabriel's like, well, I want to write in you know 7, 4 time as well. Salisbury Hill, 68. Yeah, that's not, that's not very high. No, at not I mean, at all. Especially for how like ubiquitous it is. It I'm going to get this joke in here. What was the guy who played the synth's name? Uh, Larry Fast. I believe they call him the Prefontaine of the Keys. <laughs> Ooh. That's for free. Nickname shoots to. <laughs> <laughs> that's inappropriate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's just Salisbury Hill, season two, episode one, first song down. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and do some, let's go ahead and jump to some five-star reviews. Uh, unfortunately, you guys are just listening for free and not doing anything. <laughs> so instead today, we're going to do a very special five-star review from a little movie that came out this week called The Origins of Wit and Humor. That's right. Oh, my, my movie finally came out. Me and my buddy Hunter, we make films in Chicago as Dime Store Films. Our film just came out this week. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and read reviews of the movie until you guys leave us a five-star review. It's not hard. You guys are lazy. It's like we're holding you hostage. It's like we're holding you hostage. Uh, we're also going to start during five-star reviews. We're going to tell you concepts that we're having for new podcasts that aren't this one. Sure. So. Yeah, one calls Dante Stuff. I don't Dante know. Stuff. He I just do. takes a little bite. Uh, Christian, do you have that review for us? I do have that review. So we have one, and it's, uh, again, from originsofwittenhumor.com. 
Easy like Sunday morning. It says mm. five stars, baby. Great film from a couple of Chicago filmmakers. If you are from slash have lived slash want to live in Chicago, it's a great film for sightseeing. Oh, and the comedy isn't bad, too. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you to uh, the user that sent that in. Yeah, and it, you should go over to the iTunes store, the Amazon store. Yeah. Voodoo. Google Play. Google Play. Disney Anywhere. <laughs> We're unlocking it from the vault right. for Mike just a Eisner, limited time. Limited Mikey time. Eisner, let us in. Uh, Vista. You can also go to owhfilm.com, and that'll lead you to all the markets. In all so seriousness, I had nothing to do with this movie. And I enjoyed it. I love it. Thank you. You know, like so, people should watch it. It's it's not a. We'd love to check you. Have you check it out? It's a it's an indie film. There's no big marketing team behind it. This is your marketing. So we'll talk about this again next week, unless you leave us a five star review. You'll get to hear more about the origins of wit and humor. Absolutely, I'm gonna be talking to death about it. We'll read you Uncle Polly's review next week. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and jump into Phil. All right, we got. You know, probably one of the most famous Phil Collins songs in the air tonight coming at you. Absolutely. 1981, lead single off his solo debut, and that's on face value, obviously. Mm-hmm. So this is a first single versus first single. Absolutely. Uh, this is going to peak at 19 on the Billboard Hot 100 in the U.S. And then number two. I'm sorry, what number? 19. Whew, take that, Peter. Which is strange, too, because it's a long kind of song that requires you to just be in it. Yeah. Like, you, you can't kind of, like phase in otherwise you're like well this is nothing sure um, you won't know what verse you're on you won't know where the drums no. are coming from do you remember <laughs> uh sorry and number two on the uk single charts number two so does all right in the uk the hometown hero hometown hero phil collins uh this was kind of written i heard in... he was bald at 19 is that true no but he's always been bald <laughs> bald from birth yeah came out looking like benjamin button <laughs> Uh, now, did Benjamin Button come out as an? He came out as an old man. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, cut that! <laughs> no. So Collins, he he kind of wrote this uh, amid some grief and rage that he felt after a divorce from his first wife there in 1980, which is right when he's putting out the solo album. So he's working through some stuff. Good call. Uh, through that. Do you want to maybe see a therapist? No, to the studio. <laughs> no thanks. Pen and paper. <laughs> Rather air my dirty laundry on the radio. Thank you. I think she'll hear it. <laughs> uh, She'll be sorry. He claims that 99% of the lyrics were off the cuff while he was listening to demos. Like, he went into the studio and it was just like, I just vomited it out. Oh, it yeah. came, which, you know, maybe it's true, but maybe it isn't. Sure. I've got some 90%. fun... I've got some fun factoids for the end, but... I, I actually think you should just roll with your factoids, because this intro is like 26 minutes long. That's true. So we got about 40 minutes. It's actually minutes been of playing, like, <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> I love it. So we all know the urban legend. You saw a guy drowning and then sure. another man that didn't save the guy drowning. And then he was like, you know what? Let's not call the authorities. I got to get inside to that keyboard yeah. <laughs> and just get this all down. I got some. Yeah. And then the, there was also a version of it that didn't he see that he invited the guy to his concert and he put a spotlight on him oh, and yeah, was I like, I know what you did. But if Phil Collins saw someone drowning and saw a guy not save him. Isn't Phil Collins the guy that didn't save him? Yeah, but also it's like it's like like oh, Billy didn't close his eyes during the prayer, you know? Like <laughs> yeah, he's a narc. Phil, you could, yeah, you couldn't jump in the water, Phil. It's yeah, a little. It's nice cold. I, I, slacks. That guy was so close. It was, it was his job, not mine. I was wearing cashmere. <laughs> it's never gonna get to the right size. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great song. He also claims that the. Uh, that that urban legend that he was a victim of quote Chinese whispers. 
Ooh, which I, I had no idea what that meant. It turns out just a more racist way to say the telephone game. <laughs> Phila is a known racist. <laughs> I 100% can't say that. I just love every sound in this. I mean, it's weird now that we're just listening to it together, <laughs> but I like it. The thing with this is that, like, as the listener is listening along with us, I don't want to cut the song because mm-hmm. you, you you rob yourself of the patience that this song has. Oh, yeah. It's it's all about the build. I think we're just going to have to talk over it. This if I stop it and start it again, they're not going to get the effect. Is this musical edging? I can't. I can't. <laughs> My memory of this song is from the storytellers, where he's saying all those things that are on Wikipedia and whatever. But yeah. then he's also like, "It's actually a fairly simple song." And then he like, while he's talking, programs the drum machine. And then Amazing. It, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that is it." And that's all it took. It's a synth, just going like tonic minor. You know, like uh-huh. fifth, minor, tonic, you know, like, and, you know, obviously more things happen in the studio, but that was enough for him to play it, like, yeah. on stage. If it, if they had an iPhone back then, you just go, give me that thing, yeah, and absolutely. then that's it. You beep, probably boop, could boop. do this whole that's thing it. on an iPhone with, like, freeware at this point. Yeah. Not that guitar. That, oh, that real, like, that freight train guitar, I really like that. You know, like, we both did, yeah. did like a conductor move to that. This is really good radio. Us <laughs> <laughs> jamming silently to this. One of the things that I repeatedly bring up, like people that have listened to songs with me, I always talk about the patience. That I always think the drums should have come in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Phil knew better. Yeah. Which is amazing because he's a drummer. You would expect him to drum from the start. Yeah. You know, like. But he knew to withhold the drums one more verse, like yeah. to really just make you so hungry for it. Ah. I was I was famished, and now Liberty? I'm full. Is that Liberty? Those Tom sound Ooh. And I think live he hops, obviously hops behind the drums. Spry headset He's a spry mic. Chicken. He slipped recently in a hotel room and split his head open. <laughs> Speaking of fried chickens, he's, he's okay. He's okay. He's like, he's almost like, you can't still do that move where you jump behind the set. Okay? He's like, of course I'll show I you can. my hotel room. <laughs> Runs behind the dresser. <laughs> His robe, the robe band was too long. I'm not wearing a robe on stage. I mean, this song is fantastic. Yeah. There's a reason that the Montreal Canadiens come out to this song. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, they do. Man, these guys are just cashing checks everywhere these days. Speaking of cashing checks, it's a perfect segue to this. In a Grand Theft Auto Vice City, I believe there's a whole mission revolving around protecting Phil Collins from a murderous gang members in which you, when you beat the mission, you win a ticket to the concert. Sorry, you win the ability to purchase a ticket to the concert. <laughs> and then you watch a really shittily rendered Phil Collins do... In the, in the air tonight. I love it. I and wish he, I'd played that game. And he gets behind the drums. That's I put great. The, he hops behind the drums, which is amazing. I just put the cheat codes in for the yeah. start. Infinite money, infinite world. guns. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I was, I had this on the Miami Vice movie soundtrack. 
I had an LP of the Miami Vice. Okay. Movie, and that's where I had it, which probably would have been maybe two or three years later. You know. Yeah, I think I have. I think I have face value and no jacket required. Mm. And those you own a lot more Phil Collins than I do. Uh, I've always kind of looked at Phil Collins as uncool, you know. Yeah. Like, and Peter Gabriel as uber cool. Yeah, and is that because it was Peter Gabriel's portrayed as like the the deep one, the artsy one, or not yeah, so much? Like, I th- I just think the way he comes off is just kind of like you know. What's very know. strange is we have a whole podcast about pop music, mm-hmm. but for a lot of this, it's like the more traditional pop musician or pop star is the one that's kind of like you're listening to that guy schmaltz yeah yeah you know like but i mean even like genesis under i mean we swore that we weren't going to talk about genesis i don't know a ton of genesis under peter gabriel's tutelage you know like Mm -hmm. when he's an active member but what i do know of it is like kind of edgy artsy and cool and political then, yeah political and yeah then when, but when i think of when phil collins is kind of heading it up it's like i can't dance <laughs> you know or what, what's the other one like well isn't he on like shock the monkey and uh what's the one where they're all puppets in the video that was a pretty political song wasn't it i think it just had reagan in the video mm. but, but anyways i'm just like any that's neither here nor there we're not talking Genesis. We're not, and we're not talking Genesis, and we're not talking about whether or not these guys are cool. This is the songwriter showdown. We're taking a song each week. Oh, wait. We do that bit at the beginning. I don't know that we even did that bit at the beginning. If you're just joining us, each week we take one song from a prolific songwriter, put it head-to-head against another prolific songwriter in a cage match to the death. And this week, we have Peter Gabriel versus... Phil Collins. All right. Now, who's your winner? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm a blank slate coming in. I'm open to suggestion. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I have I have a favorite out of the two, but... Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll, I'll go first, as I always do. Salisbury Hill. Recording, like, um, orgy. It is amazing. There's so many levels. It's, mm-hmm. it's perfect. There's nothing... There's no missteps. Yeah. It's, it's, it's four and a half minutes that... Sometimes feels like seven minutes, and sometimes it's too short. You want more of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the air that night, so simple. Tonight. <laughs> in the air, some night. Midsummer night. In the air tonight. Uh, so simple. So direct. I give it to in the air tonight because of the patience of withholding those drums. It makes the song for me. I love the synth. I love the drum machine. Yeah. Uh, the, the effects on the vocals... They're great, like, but it's the drums not coming in until after the third verse yeah. that takes it for me. I'm going to say I 100% agree with you. I, I go in the air tonight as well. It's so focused and like precise, and that's where that patience comes in, that the thought that put into, even though how, like, you know, the beauty is in the simplicity kind of thing, mm-hmm. but how much thought is put into just those little elements coming together. Apparently Gr- none. It's Granted, just we just talked about him. Yeah. He, he plugged in a keyboard and was like, here, give me that thing. I'm so sad. <laughs> just give me a keyboard. Mm. You guys hear about that guy drowning? <laughs> but yeah, I, I, there's there's beauty and simplicity of it. Salisbury Hill, it just never was a song for me. And even coming into it and trying to examine it this way, um, I think last season I was able to flip a couple times being like, you know what? Listening to it with these fresh ears and talking about it, I'm going to flip on it. Mm-hmm. You can't flip on Phil. If Salisbury Hill was put against any of the other four songs that we're doing this week, mm-hmm. I would give it to Salisbury Hill 
It's only because it's against the juggernaut that is in the air tonight. Did I get it by the end? You got it there, yeah. Uh, like, if it was any other song from Phil Collins catalog, Genesis included, Salisbury Hill would take it. But this is Phil's strongest song. So, good for you. You crushed Peter Gabriel. <laughs> what, do you want a medal? Yeah, what do you want a medal? You want to be a sir? You're not going to be We're a getting sir. you there. We're getting you there. Uh, by the end of this podcast, that is our goal, to get both of them knighted. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's not- a 100% guarantee. It is a guarantee. <laughs> That I can make. <laughs> yes. uh, we don't understand the process of getting someone knighted, nope. but that's not going to stop us. Not not even our government. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. In five weeks, Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins will be knighted. They'll be Sir Peter Gabriel and Sir Absolutely. Phil when you're writing them a letter, you make sure to address it to Sir. Absolutely. To Sir with love. Oh. Where can they get at you on the internet, Christian? Uh, you can get at me at pretty much everywhere at Dime Store Films. Uh, that's Dime, like the change you have. Dime Store Films. And also you can find information about our movie uh, at owhfilm.com. Watch a trailer. Purchase it, rent it, mm-hmm. tell your friends. Uh, I'd love for you to see it. Absolutely. I saw it. It was great. Uh, I'm at the internet, at Atomics Dan on Twitter, and uh, I forgot how I said all my stuff before. I'm at Atomics Dan on Twitter. We're shaking Atom- out the cobwebs, guys. AtomicsCafe.com. Yeah. yeah. You can give it to me there if you got some issue. You, you can come to sell me it. some merchant services or a credit card processing. <laughs> Please send us all that. Uh, me. Mexican Viagra. I'm open to it all. I'll try it. I'll try it once. Yeah, yeah. Try anything once. Uh, you can get at the show at the Song Show Pod on Twitter or on Facebook. Yeah, Twitter activity very low, but get at us on Facebook. And the winner is going to play us out. Phil, you got something for me? <laughs>